0: Ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you that some of you already know that it's hard. It's not easy. How's it going, everybody? I'm your host, Dylan Trevino, and you're tuning in to another episode of the Hoop View podcast. If you didn't get to listen to my first two episodes, make sure to go check that out before you listen to this one. I just want to thank everyone that's been listening to my episodes because y'all really are my motivation to keep this podcast going. Before we get this episode started, I would just like to announce that this episode is sponsored by Fred Salinas and the Badger Bulletin. For all of my listeners that are part of the Bishop Badger family, Fred created this page in order for the Bishop community to provide information within the Bishop School District. The Badger Bulletin includes information ranging from all extracurricular activities to academics. With very little going on right now due to the coronavirus, it is important for the Badger family to stay connected. In order to do this, I would like to challenge all of my listeners to post their favorite memories of them or their child being a Bishop Badger on the bulletin. This could be any memory that was taken from a sporting event, UIL competition, band concert, or any organization that you may have been a part of. And make sure to add hashtag HoopViewPodcast to the end of your post. With that being said, let's get into the topics that I'm going to be going over today. The two topics that i'm going to be covering are the top 15 2020 ncaa rankings for next season and the top 10 point guards in the nba right now for the top 15 teams for the next ncaa season i rank them based off of players that they're losing but also players that they could be gaining and also i take into consideration what their records were last season as for the top 10 nba point guards right now it's pretty self-explanatory i'm just going to be ranking them from 10 to 1 based on their stats level of play and who else was on their team So without wasting any more of your time let's get into these college basketball rankings. Like I said when I was ranking these teams I was looking at what players they were losing but also the players that were committing to these schools from high school. I did look at these teams records from last season but I didn't let that define their spot in my top 15 because some schools are just in tougher conferences than others. Coming in at number 15 I have North Carolina who was 14 and 19 last season. Returning this season they have Garrison Brooks who averaged 16 points per game and 9 rebounds per game last season and also Armando Batcott who averaged 10 points per game and 8 rebounds per game last season. They did lose some big players but I feel like with some of the commits that they got they really could make a deep March Madness run. Before I get started talking about the players that did commit to North Carolina, just know that all the commits that I'm mentioning in this topic are ranked in the top 100 in the nation according to ESPN. Some of the players that have committed to North Carolina are Donovan Johnson who's ranked number 56, RJ Davis who's ranked number 40, Caleb Love who's ranked number 17, Big man, Walker Kessler, who's ranked number 13 and averaged 18 points per game, 9 rebounds, and 5 blocks in high school. And their last recruit being another big man, Dayron Sharp, who averaged 15 points per game, 10 rebounds, and 2 blocks in high school, which led him being ranked to the number 11th player in the country. I'm sorry to all my Texas team lovers, but I promise I'll make it up to you. Coming in at number 14, I have the University of Texas. They were 19-12 and 12 last season, but they have Matt Coleman returning for his senior year after leading the team in scoring, assists, and steals last season. Averaging 13 points per game, 3 assists, and 1 steal. They also have players Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramsey, and Jericho Sims returning after all 3 of those players averaged 10 plus points per game last season. Texas does have some strong players returning, but they only have 1 commit in the top 100 right now so that's why I have them so low in this ranking. Trust me though you're not going to want to sleep on this guy. His name is Greg Brown, he was ranked number 8 in the top 100. He's a power forward and averaged 26 points per game, 13 rebounds, 1 steal, and 4 blocks while in high school. Again, sorry to all my Texas team lovers, but at number 13, I have the University of Houston. They were 23-8 last season, but they have Caleb Mills returning after being the team's leading scorer as a freshman last season, averaging 13 points per game. They also have Quentin Grimes returning for his junior season after he averaged 12 points per game, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. Just like Texas does, Houston only has one commit so far in the top 100. That commit is Trayvon Mark, a small forward who averaged 29 points per game, 4 assists, and 6 rebounds. And get this, he was ranked number 68. I don't know why they got this man ranked so low, I don't know what he did to ESPN, but I definitely do think that he's going to be a player you're going to have to watch out for next season. Coming in at number 12, I have the University of Tennessee. They were 17-14 and last season, and this upcoming season they have John Fulkerson coming back. After leading the team last year in scoring, rebounding and steals, averaging fourteen points per game, six rebounds and one steal. They also have Santiago Vescovi returning after averaging eleven points per game, four assists and three rebounds. Some of the players that Tennessee is going to be getting this season is Corey Walker, who is ranked number seventy-six, Keon Johnson, who is ranked number twenty-five, and Jaden Springer, who is ranked number sixteen that averaged seventeen points per game, six rebounds and five assists in high school. Again, I'm sorry I gotta do this to some of y'all, but at number 11, I have Texas Tech. They were 18-13 and last season, but have players David Moretti, Kyler Edwards, and Terrence Shannon returning after all averaging 10 points per game last season. They have two players that are committed to their school so far, one of them being Micah Peavy, ranked at number 33, and Amari Burnett, ranked number 21, who averaged 21 points per game, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists in high school. Ranked at number 10, I have the University of Iowa. They were 20 and 11 last season but they have star Luca Garza returning after averaging 24 points per game and 10 rebounds last season. They also have young duo Joe Weiskamp and CJ Frederick returning after both of them averaged 10 plus points per game last season. They currently do not have any commits in the top 100 right now but I don't feel like it will hurt them because they have star Luca Garza returning. Coming in at number 9 I got Michigan State. They were 22-9 last season and have Xavier Tillman returning after averaging a double-double last season with 13 points and 10 rebounds. And they also have high school star Rocket Watts returning for his sophomore season at Michigan State. Some of the commits that Michigan State is getting is A.J. Hogard, who's ranked number 60, and big man Matty Sisko, who averaged 12 points per game, 7 rebounds, and 3 blocks in high school, and is ranked number 37. Some of the reasons that I do have Michigan State so high is because they do have coach Tom Izzo, He's a very good coach and is very well at getting his team ready for March Madness. At number 8 I have Creighton University. They were 24-7 and last season. They have Marcus Zerogowski returning for his junior season after averaging 16 points per game, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists last season. And they also have Mitch Balick, who averaged 12 points per game and 5 rebounds last season. So far they only have one commit coming to them next season and that is Ryan Kalkbrenner who is ranked number 100. He's a center and averaged 18 points per game and 9 rebounds in high school. I do think Creighton and Michigan State are pretty similar but the reason I have Creighton over them is because of the older and more experienced players that Creighton has. At number 7 I have the University of Kansas. Last season they were 27-3 and and they do have Okai Ogbaji and Marcus Garrett returning after both averaging 10 points and 4 assists last season. So far they do only have one commit but that is shooting guard Bryce Thompson who is ranked number 26 and averaged 25 points per game, 6 rebounds and 2 assists while in high school. Again similar to Creighton but the reason I have Kansas over them is because their commit is ranked way higher than Creighton's. Now that we are getting to the top of the list I really do think these next 6 teams have an equal shot of winning the March Madness tournament. Coming in at number 6 I have the University of Virginia. They were 23-7 and last season and they have Kahee Clark returning for his junior year after averaging 11 points per game, 4 rebounds and 6 assists last year while also leading the team in assists and steals. Players that have committed to the University of Virginia are Reese Beekman, who is ranked number 48, and Jabari Abdur Rahim, who is ranked number 35, and averaged 15 points per game, 7 rebounds, and 1 steal while in high school. Virginia doesn't really have any players putting up crazy numbers, but I do think their success comes from their coaching and their team chemistry. Coming in at number 5, and it hurts me to say this because I am a huge fan of them, is Duke University. They do have Matthew Hurt returning next season after averaging 10 points per game, 4 rebounds, and a block last season, but Duke is known for being a very successful one-and-done team. Some of the players that have committed to Duke is Henry Coleman III, who's ranked number 51, Mark Williams, who's ranked number 29, Jamin Brakefield, who's ranked number 28, DJ Stewart, who's ranked number 23, point guard Jeremy Roach, who averaged 18 points per game, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 3 steals in high school, and is ranked number 18, and small forward Jalen Johnson, who averaged 24 points per game, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists in high school, and is ranked number 11. Trying to put together one of these one-and-done teams and be successful is very hard, but Coach K has never failed to do it. And number 4, I have the University of Wisconsin. They were 21-10 and 10 last season and have star Nate Ruvers returning after leading the team in points, rebounds, and blocks last season. And they also have 5 returners coming back who all averaged 10 points or more last season. They do only have one commit who is Lauren Bowman, ranked number 92, but I feel like with the experience that they're getting back, they'll be in shape to make a far March Madness run. Ranked at number 3, I have Villanova. Last season, they were 23-7, and and they will only be losing one player from their starting lineup. This next season, they will be led by Colin Gillespie, who last season averaged 15 points per game, and Jermaine Robinson-Earl, who averaged 10 points per game and 9 rebounds last season. They currently do not have any commits in the top 100 right now, but I feel like they will be very successful because last year they won with a young group, and they will have more experience and leadership this season, and they also have all stat leaders returning from last season. I kept my word when I promised I would make it up to you Texas fans. Coming in at number 2, I have Baylor University. They were 26-3 last season, and they have star Jared Butler returning for his junior year after averaging 16 points per game, 3 assists, and 3 rebounds. And they also have last season stat leaders in scoring, assists, and steals returning to the team. Some of the commits that Baylor has is LJ Cryer, who is ranked number 62, and Dane Donja, who is ranked number 49 and is a power forward that averaged 15 points per game, 9 rebounds, and 3 blocks in high school. The reason I gave Baylor the edge over Villanova is just because they have two players in the top 100 that are committed to going to school their next season. And finally, ranked at number 1, I have Gonzaga University. Last year they were twenty nine and two, and this season they have six players returning who averaged ten or more points last season. Two of them being the top two scorers from the team last season, and Ballers Life Star Drew Time, returning after averaging ten points, five assists, and leading the team in blocks during his freshman year. Some of the players that have committed to Gonzaga are Julian Strother, who is ranked number fifty-eight, Dominic Harris, who's ranked number fifty-five, and point guard Jalen Suggs, who's ranked number five, and averaged twenty-five points per game, five rebounds and six assists in high school. The reason I have Gonzaga ranked number one is because of how much they succeeded last season and not losing any players at all, while also gaining a top 5 player in Jalen Suggs. So those are my top 15 NCAA basketball rankings, if you agreed or disagreed with me please let me know, I would love to hear y'all's feedback and hear what y'all have to say about my opinions, and if you don't know how to get in touch with me you can message me on my Instagram or Twitter at HoopViewPodcast. Since I started with the list I might as well do another one. Let's get into the top 10 point guards in the NBA right now. Like I said in the beginning, this list is going to go off the point guard stats and their level of play. Some of the players I wanted to mention but just didn't make the cut are Spencer Dinwiddie, Goran Dragic, Malcolm Brogdon, and Jamal Murray. These players played very well this past season but they just didn't make the list because they didn't have good enough stats or their teams didn't perform enough. Some people may not agree with my decision to hold the 10 or 9 spot for two players, but we all know that they would have made the top 10 had they not have been injured. Coming in at number 10 I have Kyrie Irving. Last season he was injured after only playing 20 games so I went off the stats that he had the season before. The season before he had 24 points per game, 7 assists, and 5 rebounds. We weren't able to see it because of his injury but I'm pretty sure we can all agree that Kyrie is the top 10 point guard in the league. Coming in at number 9 I have Stephen Curry. He got injured and only played 5 games so I also went off his stats from the previous season. In that season he averaged 27 points per game, 5 assists, and 5 rebounds. And the reason i have curry over kyrie is because curry made it farther in the playoffs last season now that we've got the two reserve spots out of the way we can get to the real list coming in at number eight i have chris paul it's crazy to me how good chris paul has been playing yeah he's getting old but he's still playing at an elite level he's averaging 18 points per game seven assists and five rebounds and he definitely is a big reason why okc is at the five seed right now in front of chris paul at number seven i have john morant he's definitely the lead candidate for rookie of the year and is playing at an all-star level, but everyone knows that this is not anywhere near his peak. Yes, John and Crispaw have similar stats, and Crispaw's team is a higher seed, but John Morant took a Grizzlies team that was not in the playoffs and made them a playoff contender. At number 6, I have Ben Simmons. Simmons is young, but is an established all-star player, and averaged 17 points per game, 8 assists, and 8 rebounds. He's putting up great numbers and averaging almost a triple-double, while, in my opinion, being a number 2 option behind Joel Embiid. I know Simmons couldn't hit a 3 if his life depended on it, but I have him over Morant because of his ability to rebound and pass better than him. Coming in at number 5, I have Kyle Lowry. Like Chris Paul, he's getting old but still playing at an elite level. He's averaging 20 points per game, 8 assists, and 5 rebounds. The reason I have Lowry over Simmons is because of the success that the Raptors have had even after losing Kawhi Leonard last season. In the East, the Raptors are currently sitting at the 2nd seed while the 76ers are sitting at the 6th seed. At number 4 I have Kemba Walker. This season Kemba is averaging 21 points per game, 6 assists, and 4 rebounds. Kyle Lowry and Kemba Walker's stats are pretty similar, but the reason I have Kemba Walker over Lowry is because he is surrounded by more talent than Lowry is. He's playing with players such as Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and in my opinion right now he's a number 2 option behind Jason Tatum. At number 3 I have Damian Lillard. Lillard is an all star caliber player playing at an elite level, averaging 29 points per game, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds. His team might not have as much success as some of the other players on this list do, but I believe his stat line outweighs that argument. Listed at number 2 I have Russell Westbrook. Right now he's putting up 28 points per game, 7 assists, and 8 rebounds, and it's just crazy to me that he continues to put up those numbers while being on the same team as James Harden. I know some people are going to want to bring up the pass between Westbrook and Lillard, but one on one I'm taking Westbrook over Lillard because of his ability to take over a game in different aspects besides scoring. And finally, in the number one spot, I have Trey Young. Trey Young really showed his potential last year in his rookie season after the All-Star break, but this year he's on a whole nother level. Right now he's averaging 30 points per game, 9 assists, and 4 rebounds. He hasn't had much team success, but I feel like he will in the future with the young core that they have in Atlanta. The reason that I have Trey Young over Russell Westbrook is because of how good he's been able to perform after only being in the league for two years. And that's my list for the top 10 point guards in the league right now. Thank you guys so much for all the support that y'all have been giving me. Also, if you're a first-time listener, make sure to go listen to my first two episodes and also make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at HoopViewPodcast. If you listen to the podcast regularly but you don't follow me on social media, you may not have heard the big announcement. I am currently selling shirts with the HoopView logo on the front, and if you would like to purchase a shirt, you can message me on either Twitter or Instagram. Make sure to like, share, and download my podcast. Make sure to share it with your friends. My podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I know this is kind of a short episode, but a lot of people were asking me to do a college-type list, so I feel like this one was a really good one to cover. But message me if you have any ideas or anything that you specifically want to hear on the podcast. This was also my first time doing a top 10 position list, and I plan on doing shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center, but make sure to let me know whether that's a good topic or not, because at the end of the day, this is all for y'all. Make sure to tune in every Sunday for a new episode of my podcast, and be sure not to miss next Sunday, because I'm going to be going over the side of basketball that no one wants you to see. I'm your host, Dylan Trevino, and this has been another episode of the Hoof You Podcast. Until next time. Well, the next thing, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you that some of you already know that it's hard. It's not easy.